always trust everyone to be themselves, but trust in the fact that you can see them well. I mean, so it's like, you know, trust, trust, trust. It takes too much energy to not trust someone. I mean, it takes too much energy. You only gotta stay two steps ahead of them or whatever. But just trust them to be them. To be themselves. Trust the snake to bite you. Trust a lie to lie. Trust the deep still. Trust them to be them. But know that you see them. Because they heard of me, and they know that the dark is for real, the bark is for real. When you see that spark, it'll kill. People out, park it and chill. Take it over there, walk with it. From Iowa to Cali, Baltimore, back to New York with it. Come through fine, up one, two, nine. Up the school street, cause I come through mine. Spark at my dogs, get at me, nigga. Get at me, nigga. With the deal is, never forget what real is. The cat that used to say X is the best, no, he still is. Can't help fearless, but goosebumps on your arm. Take it there if you want, but I lose chumps with the bomb. The calm before the storm. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and it's getting warm. Feel me, yo. What up? What up? What up? What up? <laughs> what the hell was that? Freestyle Fridays. Culture Nouveau. On a Wednesday. Um, the podcast, right? Yes, Culture Nouveau, the podcast. It's back in action. I'm out of jail, you know. Back, I'm free. I'm off probation. Am's back. She's off our probation as well, so we're here. No, I'm no criminal. Um, you know, we got we, it's gonna be here for a for a short time, not a long time, or for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> <laughs> what? We're here for a good time, not a long time. So brace yourself for the next I could say anywhere from thirty minutes to an hour and fifteen minutes, depending on how this goes. So um all that being said, welcome back. Um I'm Mike. I'm and, Amber. Yep. See, you you did it backward. It was supposed to be, and we're coaching. Uh, sorry, guys. That's just our dog shaking his fucking collar, Sebastian. <laughs> um, he's part of the show now, but you know, since the last time we recorded, he was a small puppy back then. But now he's he's gained like thirty pounds, and he's just yeah, that's crazy. His, yes. Scratching his nuts down there. Come on, with his collar. But um, yeah, man, we're back back in the saddle. Um, what's going on, man? What are we doing? Nothing. So. What made you, obviously we haven't recorded in a long time, I feel like that's the story of every time we get on here, but actually it's been a really, really long time, it's been months, um, what would you say, six months? Yeah, six months. So what made you want to get back on the mic? Um, Just the people, man. No, honestly, people have been asking me, like, what's going on, and people think that it's just like, we just stopped doing it because... um. You know how niggas always start something and then they just like fade away. Like, but that's not that's not been the case. It's just kind of like we've chosen oh, no. to do it. So, because we, I mean, honestly, we probably said it in our last episode six months ago. But it's just like, I guess people recycling the same information that's already out there. You know, every podcast talks about the same shit. Um, you know, you go on social media, you go on whatever Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You're seeing the same content no matter where you turn. So. It gets it got kind of like repetitive, and it just for us it was like it wasn't going to be organic for us to come up here um, every week and try to talk about shit, especially during COVID, especially during no one's doing nothing. Um, we just felt it wasn't appropriate to sit there and just do that to y'all, man, right? Or or to ourselves. I mean, for me, it was less about like the not for anything, but for the people listening versus like I don't know. I just feel like since COVID, there's kind of like a talking fatigue you know a lot of people are on calls all day every day just talking kind of doing those screen things so it's just like between that and kind of like i think we've consumed more content i would say than ever before just because we're home a lot more now you're watching more things you're listening to more things it can just cause like a fatigue and like you said it's a lot of repetitive information, so I feel like even though we put our own spin on things and our own opinions and twists on things, it still felt like everybody's talking about the same thing. There's really not much going on. You're kind of like forcing conversations, so we took a little bit of a break. Um, but the thing about it, the funny thing about it is that the same shit that we would talk about on a podcast, we still continue talking about in our day-to-day life. For some reason, because oh, yeah, a part of the reason we did the podcast is that we would translate our personal life conversations onto a platform where everybody would probably be entertained by it. I would assume, I would assume, we just want to hear it. Um, 
and it doesn't it's not like we just stopped doing that once COVID hit but we just felt like a lot of these conversations I guess were just for us yeah you know what I mean? and I think there's something to that like just being in a relationship and being a couple like we talk all the time we talk a lot and we have a lot of these same exact conversations you hear us have on the podcast we have all the time behind the scenes and sometimes you just want to have stuff for yourself like it just you know and there are rumors going around though that you were trying to pull kylie jenner what does that mean like when all of a sudden they say oh kylie's haven't had a baby like and everybody was making rumors about like they think i might be pregnant because she ain't seen you in a while they no one seen you in like six months so there are people where saying, are these rumors coming from <laughs> what you mean the streets the grapevine the niggas was talking so i heard it and i was like wow well i don't post on social water media pool. yeah you don't post on social let's put, put the pieces together right you don't post it on social media i get it when you do it's always that. like the shoulder up <laughs> it is i'm always i'm telling you so they're like damn what's up with y'all man like that's mad funny no um, i'm definitely not pregnant um no, I just, I don't live my life for, for social media. And, like, we haven't really gone anywhere. So, um... You haven't? No, not really. I mean, yeah, like, we went to Jamaica last month. But I'm saying, like, we don't be, like, out and about, like, going to functions and places where you would, like, organically take pictures. Like, people just take pictures of everything just to post it on social That's media. Amazing. Like, I'm not going to sit here on the couch and be like, yeah, let me take a picture and post it. Well, let's... Actually, that's a good point. We can start there. But before we do that, let's just give our condolences to DMX or whatever. Yes. Um, Rest in peace, DMX. We could spend a whole hour talking about DMX part, you know, different different reasons why, you know, he was impactful to all but both of us. But we'll make it quick with you. Why I mean, why was DMX death, I guess, hard for you? First of all, you're not gonna rush over DMX like that. I'm not but... no, we can talk about it. I'm just saying, you know, out of respect for the other topics. I mean if we want to talk about DMX for an hour, cool. I mean, it's whatever. But no, tell me. I mean, why was DMX or what? Forget his death. What What did DMX mean to you? Oh man, DMX to me meant so many different things, like in different ways. Like he was just not a one dimensional kind of person. He was definitely um, multi dimensional. He was one of a kind, truly, um, and. The more, you know, obviously when somebody passes, you start to see more footage of them and you just really like, look like, damn, like he really is one of a kind. Like there was nobody like him, nobody. And to me, he meant disruption. He meant uh, pain, joy, love, faith. Like there were just so many things to describe him. Obviously like great music, but it was more than music with DMX. Like, DMX made great music, amazing music. I came up on his music, but it was so much more than that. He just represented like, and I put up this on Twitter, I think, but he represented like something so familiar. And, you know, being from New York, of course, just like knowing that environment and like, you know, when you grow up in the hood, like you understand and you see pain, you know what I mean? Like DMX's story is not unique from a lot of different people's stories. So he just felt like super relatable. He always wore his heart on his sleeve. He was always um, very direct when it came to like talking about his pain. And yeah, man, I, I mean, I can go on and on, but I will tell you like when the news came and we knew DMX was not doing well, um, we knew that he was in a vegetative state. And even reading that stuff, like I just, you knew it was bad, but it was just like, you're hoping for the best. You know, God, you know, it's not over till God says it's over. You know what I mean? Right. So when the news came um, and Domino texted me about it, I was just so sad, like sadder than I thought I would be. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, I knew I was going to be sad. I know um, how much I love DMX, how much everybody loves DMX. But I was like crying and I don't think I've cried <laughs> Oh my goodness, this dog is, of course, <laughs> making the most noise he ever makes. He's up, yo. While we're trying to man, record. My man, hey, go. He never gets up go, here. He, was, he like, he's like, what's going on? Why are Get you the guys. Get out of here, man. Don't talk to him. First like off, that. I talk to my. We talk to each other in a circle. You see how he talks to me? Hey, come on, man. Go. We're, hey, trying, to, we're trying to do our thing right now, I'm right? I'm going to take a picture of this. this is you know cute. what I mean? I understand you want to be a part of the mix, but you can't always be in the mix. You understand? All right, you ain't there Bashy. yet, bro. You ain't there yet. And to everybody that has a dog, you understand. 
And if you don't have a dog, I, I mean, I stop listening to us. But he see he hears us life. talking about uh, the dog DMX. Yeah, yeah, talking about DMX. And yeah, he man. he had to you know be a part of the conversation. But no, I won't go on and on. But I will say, yeah, I was in tears. I haven't cried that much. Uh, for a celebrity since Aaliyah died. Yeah. And it just was like one of those things where he felt like family. That's what it is. Like DMX just feels like family. He feels like f- familiarity. He feels like, you know, um, his his faith is something I connect to very strongly. Like I'm a very faithful person. And I know somebody who is anointed, even though to the rest of the world, he may not, he might be, you know, this person who's like stealing or bad or on drugs or whatever. But I know he was here to touch people. And he did. You know, he did more than uh, most people. I mean, the thing is that everybody's, and I don't have a, I mean, everything you're saying, I concur. But it's just like, we're all flawed. But we all do try to do a great job of hiding our flaws. But DMS, you know, his flaws were exposed to the world. And he was still loved and embraced. So that must mean something. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. So. Um, to me, I mean, everything you said, I I agree with. He was impactful. He was one of a kind. There's not any artist that you could say replicated him or, you know, copied his style. Like, he's one of a kind. Who we say was, like, also like him? Um, not like DMX, but, like, kind of that, like, one unique rapper of a generation. Well, somebody we talked mm. about. I mean, it, it'll come back to me. But um, He's truly one of one. Like, there's no other DMX. It's DMX, and that's it. And he's... he. He set the tone. Like when he dropped, when DMX dropped. Oh, we were saying fifty, changed. I think. Oh yeah, in terms of the energy. Yeah. When they came out, yeah, like when DMX dropped, and I was a kid at the time. Um, it was different. That whole Rough Riders movie. Sorry, was sorry to interrupt, but no. To um, you were saying, it we were saying those two. There wasn't also been an artist that interrupted the industry like DMX. Yeah. Fifty Cent was the. The next one. The next yeah. one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so rest in peace, DMX. Like, I I'm, oh, I feel for his family, his children. Like, that's just always sad. But um, I, you know, I was very devastated when I heard the news because I just knew how much pain he lived in his life. But then all these videos that have been circulating on Twitter, which I hope somebody can make a compilation of, like, the amount of fans and people like he's interacted with and met that were able to record him and take pictures of him. DMX was like in pure joy a lot of the time, you know? And I felt like that's living. So I, I think, I think, you, I think you have a lesson. responsibility, man. Honestly, when you've been, when you're that big of an artist, I'm not saying you owe anybody anything, but I feel like you, part of it, you, you do owe your fans to be one with them. I'm not saying you got to always be around them and all that, but like try to be personable. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause when you're like that, fans don't really fuck with and bother you. No. They like love you. You know what I'm saying? These celebrities that be all weirdos and they're so full of themselves and don't want to be associated with, you know, the people, they make it hot for themselves. You know what I'm saying? They cause more static whenever they get around people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if that makes sense. but No, I know what you're saying. Um, I know what you're saying. But yeah, man. Rest in peace, DMX. Um, yeah, man. Rest in peace, DMX. Um, so, segue, but back to what you were saying before I, we brought DMX up, the social media. You're saying you're not the type of person that posts on social media a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, mean, I think I'm. I could say I'm like that too. I don't really post myself at all. Um, if anything, I just post pictures of whether it's the kids or you sometimes or the dog now. But um, how do you feel about people that use social media? Where you as as we're more mature, we understand how social media is about. But people you you know are crying for attention, crying for help. Like, what are your opinions on that? Thoughts on that? Like, people like that? Like, what do you... I mean, for me, I just feel like it's a little bit... I don't know. I feel like both of us are in a generation that's kind of like, you know, we were... We're old enough to remember what life was like pre-internet, you know? And just, like, playing outside and stuff. But we're young enough to obviously be, you know, children of the internet and have used it most of our lives, you know? Um, so for those, I feel like who are just always like stuck on the internet, who are younger than me, I mean, I just think that's just like how they were raised. Our age and up. You're aging up. Cause I'm older um, than you. So you might, from your age and up, social media people that are always posting shit on. First off. I find it interesting. So I've never, for me, I, I love social media. I have Instagram, I have too. Twitter, I, I, have, I have Facebook still, even though I don't really use it. 
Um, but I love social media. I enjoy it. I'm on Twitter all the time, just mostly like, you know, Twitter watching more than tweeting. And, you know, it's entertaining, but I feel like people who seek validation or just like are always obsessed with like likes or what people have to say, it's like so lame at this point. And I just feel like, I don't know, like it's exhausting, you know, and I will say this like as a woman, it's hard because it's just like people, women have to think so much about like how they look all the time. And, you know, so I, I feel like why even put yourself in that mental state of like worrying about those things at all? Like post what you want to post. Let me ask you this though, because I feel like with women, you as a man i understand women a little bit more because women use a lot of times beauty is more important to them and getting that validation that they're beautiful you know i get it like you yeah. see them all the time post their selfies of their body or whatever their makeup whatever I and i don't see anything there's wrong nothing with wrong that. with that yeah but how about the men as a woman you're in a relationship with me so i mean I, but you were hey you're a female as well some of the behavior you see men doing how do you feel about that it's just weird like i just it's corny it is corny. Like, I just feel like when you're seeking attention from the world, it is a little corny. But I feel like people are kind of insecure in themselves. So mm, they are going right to look for outside validation or whatever. And I feel like ultimately that's kind of lonely and sad, you know. And I feel like everybody's human. Like, I'll be damned if somebody sits here and says they haven't got caught up in the hoopla of social media because that's BS. Everybody does, but I feel like, how do you feel that and still want to, like, entertain it? Like, because... The niggas in real life, though, are complete fucking bozos, bro. (laughs) Honestly, like, people that be on social media promoting all this shit, bragging about what they got, what they're doing, all that shit, it drives me crazy, because it's like, if you look at my social media, you wouldn't know what I do for a living. Oh, I love... And that's how I love You wouldn't know if I... Worked at Subway. If I was a billionaire, you wouldn't know what I was about, right? Because I don't post none of the shit that I have. I may post a pair of shoes I have on once in a while. I did that the other day for the first time in months. Like, just a pair of my shoes yeah. that I have on. But I don't brag about shit. But it drives me crazy when I see people always bragging. And then I also see where it's like, I think men are competing with other men when it comes to showing off shit. I feel like, like that's always existed, but social media has just like heightened it. Like I, I feel, feel like, like men do shit for men. They always have. And that. I feel like I've, I'm not saying I'm different, but I've always done things to impress women. So it's just change. It's just weird to me, man. But I feel like it's the same with women too. I don't feel like women actually are looking for like. Oh uh, yes, in a sense, sometimes they are looking for male attention, just as much as men are looking for women's attention or whoever you know, whatever sex you're. It's women because um, they be like, "Oh, makeup by someone." So, but they are wanting to like impress other women, like you know what I'm saying. And it's just like whether it's like about your hair or your outfit or like guys don't care about that stuff as much. So I feel like people are just trying to impress their peers and show what they have. But I will say like, and I think we've said it before on this podcast, but like. Don't fall into what you think people have on social media. It's all a lie. It's just, like, it's and if it's a not lie, a lie, bro. then good for them. But more, more than likely, it's a lie. And the niggas that got money, bro, you don't know they got money. Like, you don't know they are like rich. Like, it's okay to show something off once in a while. I know people that got a lot of money that they'll do a light flex here and there. You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh, okay, but. The people that always are showing it off, it just drives me crazy, man. It's just a... I just feel like that's just who people are. Like, I don't even get annoyed by it. I just laugh. Like, I'm just like, okay, like, you're clearly, like, feeling yourself. And there's nothing wrong with I hate it because this leads a bad example for people that look at them because there's so many sheep out there that look at these things and that they think that if they don't have this or do this, they don't feel like they're worthy or they feel like they're, like, struggling in life. And it bothers me because... Nah, that's a fact. And, like, even, like... Me, who's a pretty secure person, and, like, it is easy to fall into that, for sure. Like, you know, you see people, and you're like, well, damn, like, how do they have this, 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 and that by this age, and are doing this, this, and that? Like, it's easy to get caught up into it and, like, compare yourself and, like, question yourself. Like, well, what am I doing that I'm not getting this, or I don't have this yet? And it will drive you crazy, and it's really nonsense at the end of the day. Like, do what you do. You know what I mean? Um... Yeah, I just, I can't get caught up into it because 
everything at that point becomes a show. So you don't even enjoy yourself. Like, and I've said that before, like before quarantine and lockdown and all that, it's just like people can't like go out without like posting a hundred times. Well, now it's different because niggas is getting out and like when they go to a bar now or to a restaurant or don't let them get on a flight somewhere. They're posting out. They're posting you with the window pick out the airplane window. I mean, everybody like, and does. I that. know, but everybody's doing it. I'm just saying. I'm not knocking it. Everybody's doing it now because they've been cooped up for so long, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So now everybody's letting you know, hey, I'm out. Hey, I'm doing this. Hey, I'm doing this. So now it's kind of like a. I don't want to use the word pandemic, but it's kind of like a you know something along those lines where it's just spreading and everybody's caught up in it, but. Um, yeah, I just want to touch on that because you brought it up. So it wasn't like a topic I wanted no, to discuss. No, I think... Um, it, just, it just irks the shit out of me. I ain't going to front. But what I do too, I was going to say, like, I also feel like I've muted people before. I've muted a bunch of people recently. I didn't so know I feel like it. my timeline never really bothers me because I'm just like, oh, like, I just mute people. I it, Or delete them. Like, if I don't really, like, fuck with you, like, I'm going to delete you or block you or whatever. But if we're cool, but your posts just annoy me, I'll just mute you. Can I ask you a question? Then we'll switch gears. What's the biggest pet peeve you have with what people do on social media? Like, it could be some certain thing they always talk about. It could be certain kinds of photos. I hate when people cry on social media. That shit When they record themselves me. crying? Yes. <laughs> like, I've never, like, yeah, that, cried, yeah, and I'm a crier. It, and I've never thought, like, they hold on, stop. Let me get my phone, unlock it. Hit record and be like, oh my god, like I'm so sad. Like so that's you had to respect. But you gotta think about like the how you break that down. Like you start crying, you t- you have the wherewithal to grab your phone, but then you got to reset the emotion to start crying. That's over what again. I'm saying. Like it's just so that I would say that, and I just saw somebody doing that, so that's why it was top of mind. But I'm just like, why do people do that? Like first, nothing's private. That so that's just a, a a small example of the bigger thing that annoys me, which is nothing's private. Like there's no intimate moments anymore. Like I will honestly say, like if me and you got together a little later, I'll probably not post our relationship as much. You know what I'm saying? Like when we when I I was still like in my twenties. You know what I mean? So how old you now? <laughs> don't worry about that. <laughs> I'm 32. Jesus Christ. I'm still looking amazing so but no i was still in my 20s so it's just like a different mindset but like once you hit for me anyway like hitting past the age of 30 i'm like i don't like i'm not it's almost like also we live together we're together all the time so like for me to like take a picture and like post it it's just like i don't know it would have to be us going we should make a bet right honestly like i got a good bet for us right Whatever that we bet on something, right? And the loser got to post a picture of one meal they have every day. This like post it like on their stories. Like you know how like people are, like oh, I would it? do it. Yeah, but we don't eat like great meals every day, so it could be like, all right, I'm eating cheese and crackers. Right, but like people are going to start thinking like, oh, this nigga's sick. Like they really like think they're like really killing it with these these food pics. So anyway, I know that doesn't entertain us people, but to us that's or to me it's humorous. Um, you find me, humor in the strangest. Things. I do because you got to during this time, you know, because things is just. But um, my biggest issue, and this is a good segue actually, and I just kind of cooked this up, is people <laughs> that that critique people about religion. Like when people are like, somebody posts something and it's like about God or something, and then people are like, yeah, you know, God really didn't exist, or like. You know the Bible's made by like fake this and like everybody has a or like opinion. opinion about shit, right? But my thing is, it's two things: is that and they're like, if if I don't believe in what you believe in, why do people go out of their way to tell people that what they believe in isn't isn't real? Because Twitter, Instagram, all of it, Facebook especially, it's like the ultimate soapbox. Like everybody just has a chance to like spew their. But why beliefs do you gotta speak every- your beliefs, bro? I, I believe I in certain people, things that I don't even talk to people about. P- I don't care that much. Like there's so many things I'm genuinely passionate about, and you know this. Like I will talk about certain things. But I, it's very seldom that I actually like get on my phone and start like typing about it. I don't have the energy. I don't either. So I had a nigga hit me up today the about these pools, bro. Some, some fucking white dude hit me up about the pool today on Facebook Messenger. Was like, hey, he, <laughs> and this happened last year. He was like, hey, um, 
he was like, I understand trying to make a profit, but you're charging way too much for this pool. I'm like, I said, okay. I said it was okay, but my thing is, why are you going through fucking ads on Facebook Marketplace right. just to tell people? It's like, would you call Ruth Chris and be like, hey, just want to let you guys know, charging way too much for your sticks. Um... It's yeah, like, you know it's I mean? something, something so... People always got to say something. To that point, like, I mean, and I've said this for, like, over a decade at this point. Like, the comment section of anything just will oh, tell bro. you what society is truly about. Honestly, like, Not it is yet. the pits of hell in there. Any That's why I like section, Twitter. News stories, um, social media posts, anything. You go to the comment section, it's hell in there. and It is hell. It just shows you what people are like. And it just, for me, when I see that stuff, it makes me retreat more. I'm like, no, I don't want it. Like, why would I want to comment on anything or, like, be but a part of But you know what's that? sad about that? And I had another point about what, what pisses me off. Yeah. But what, what, what is fucked up about that is that we're like, yeah, people are like this behind closed doors. But really, the majority of people's lives are behind closed doors. So that's who people are. Right. Like, so I just said, and it kind of, like, counters what I'm saying. It's like, oh... People do this, but in real life, how often do you are people do you see people in real life? You know what I'm saying? So like Especially since COVID. Since I mean, COVID, but like the people on social media that I know are full of shit because in person or just a Oh my god, that's you know what I'm saying. Thing. So bro? you done open a can of worms. There's certain people on social media who are totally different people. Yeah, bro. They are just loud and boisterous and all this see stuff. See the niggas on- in person, bro. They don't do nothing. Church mouse. It's, they're like, just like, but it's like on social media, they talk shit about things. Um, all I say here is this. All y'all niggas are corny. You're women too. It ain't just about men. All y'all are corny. Get your lives together. You know what I mean? Get you a mate. Settle down. Get a kid. Whatever. Do your, Get your shit in order, bro. Stop talking about other people, right? All right. My other point that I have, and this is because of recent issues, people that are criticizing people for getting the vaccine. Oh my god! Like talking shit about yeah, you got the vaccine, took a Tuskegee experiment. Look at you! You you don't know what they're putting in your body, right? Um, mind you, all the people that are saying this are like thirty seven and have gotten eight vaccines throughout their whole entire life. So their whole argument about vaccines and you know they heard Nipsey mention Doctor Sebi, so now they're like all caught up in like whatever. It pisses me off, man. <laughs> it just really irks me because it's like y'all don't know what you're talking about. So, yeah. that was it. So, my segue, I know we want to talk about the vaccine and all that shit, yeah. COVID. Because it's been a year, honestly, roughly about a year since really COVID's been, like, at its peak. Yeah. Um, and we survived so far. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Um, a year ago, right? Yeah. Where was you at? What was you doing? How was life for you? You know, tell us about what you were doing about a year ago. Oh, today. my God. I April, feel like... April 14th, 2020. Oh my goodness! I would have to while I'm talking. I'm gonna. I always take pictures, um, just of random things. But I wonder if I have any pictures. In oh my phone. yeah, I took a picture. That's the, just the last year around this time. I shaved all my facial hair off. Oh, that might. Yep. Look at me, bro. April third. I'm about to make that the uh, picture for the podcast. I shaved all. Like I was losing my mind, bro. I just shaved everything: my beard, my mustache, goatee. Like I look crazy. My hair was looking kinky. Oh yeah, I, I remember what was going on. What were we doing, this time. It was just like, it was a lot going on. Virgil books. It was it was a lot going on. People were in the depths of quarantine at this point. Did you think we would be where we're at? Like, did you think all right a year from now we'll be? Here? I'll be honest. I could. This is the first time. In probably a, most of my, mm, I would say in the definitely in the last five years where I couldn't. Think about the following year. I had no clue. And I'm usually thinking about the next few months, next year, just because of the nature of my work. And you're always planning ahead, right? But this is the first time where things were just completely uncertain. So I I was not thinking as far as April 2021. Everything was just like abstract at that point. Like right. It's just like, okay, maybe this will happen. Maybe it won't. So what I did know, though, was that things wouldn't be back to normal. I know that for a fact. People kept talking about, like, maybe Labor Day, maybe the end of the year. Like, I, w- I knew. I already knew by April. I was like, nah, it's over. Yeah. You can count. We're not going to be, like, back to, like, a real type of normal till sometime in 2022. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, and, uh, yeah you did. I think people were starting to say that. Like, and we, I, it was kind of hard to believe because you're like, it's 2020. What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? But 2022 was kind of like that target day where everything would be back to normal. I knew that just because of like, we watched the news a lot. 
I'm on the task force for COVID at my job. So it's just like, for me, I was hearing things on a daily, multiple times a day basis. And I'm like, nah, like this is not getting better. It's going to get way worse before it gets better. And the amount of deaths. And then this is the time where like New York City was like a mess. Like mm-hmm. that's when like things were really hitting New York. And I was like, nah, like this is going to take so long to recover from, yeah. you know? So... I don't know. I didn't think we would be here because I didn't know where we were really going to be. And I don't even know where we really are now. <laughs> yeah, where are I we? feel very confused still, like now that we're talking That's about it. Crazy, I'm man. like, I don't know where we are. Like, um, I feel like I'm just living life. I work from home, which I enjoy, but I'm also getting a little bit of work from home fatigue. You should, even go, though you should I, go in the office every day. And No, no thanks. Yeah, I just feel like I need more space. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, you know, we... Want you to... All right, so we'll, but we can talk about this offline. You got to tell our personal business, man. I'm not telling our personal business. You said you need more space. Yeah, that's real. Are we, are we not being real with the people? We are being real with the people. Okay, so I know a lot... Well, I don't know. I feel like most of the people that, you know, I'm friends with have lived in an apartment... Or live in an apartment. Don't say, don't so, say that. No, all right. Let me stop joking. Because if you if you say you live in an apartment and like you don't have a house yet, they're gonna they're gonna like say what are you bumps. talking about? I'm not saying anything. I haven't even said no, I'm anything. Joking, I'm joking. No, I'm just saying it's relatable, and I feel like everybody can relate. I grew up. I've never lived anywhere but an apartment. I never lived in a house in my life. Like I've, I, that's how I grew up. So I, I feel like quarantine and covid has tested people in terms of like close living quarters whether you live with your significant other if you have roommates or you're still at home whatever your situation is i feel like it definitely is a test and for me i feel like we've navigated i don't really think much has changed with our relationship because of covid i think like obviously there's certain stressors like you see each other way more Mm -hmm. but I don't think much has changed. I feel like, you know, we've pretty much been the same. But I will say your house starts to feel smaller just because you're here more. Like, I feel like that's inevitable. You know what I mean? Like when you're able to go leave the house, go to work for eight, nine, ten hours a day, probably longer between travel, work and coming home. It's like, okay, now I'm back home when you're in your crib. It's like from the couch to the bedroom, from the bedroom to the couch kind of situation. So it does accelerate for me anyway like mm, like maybe it would be good to get like more space because you don't know how long this work from home thing is gonna go on for so i don't know that's just my for me personally i think the year has been a year ago i would say i was i didn't know what to expect to be honest um going through i had a new job so like my brain was just all over the place Mentally, I was in a fucking... I ain't gonna say I was in a bad spot. Because I've been worse. But, like, it was just, you know, unexpected. You didn't know what to expect. You didn't yeah. know if I was gonna have a job or, like... Yeah, um, that's true. You know, and... Even if, like, you're, you know, you're you know, you're in business, whatever. Like, everybody was in a fucked up position. The one thing I've learned is... And I've, you know... In hindsight, it's been a blessing in disguise, man. I've learned how to, like, bring in other forms of income. Um... You know, and really just grind and figure out a way to make it. That's yeah. that's one thing that has taught me. Even though I've always been like that, but like it was kind of like your back's against the wall. How can you make this situation like it's fucked up? But how can you make it benefit you? Yeah. And I think that's kind of like you know that's the DNA that I think I've always had and I've always shown it. Maybe not in the right ways, but it's it's made me better person. Like now I feel like I'm a better person than I've ever been. But um, excuse me, um. Like last year, I think that like with COVID, it was scary because people were dying. So I did like you didn't know like if I went out today, will I get sick? Like I was nervous right. as fuck because I was out and about. Like I'm out, like you know what I'm saying. I'm being reckless, but I was out making moves and trying to like you know going to the store, or even going to the gym. I know yeah. the gym was closed for a minute, but um, yeah, man, um, it's been a tough year. But to say I had to say this, how do you feel about the vaccine? What are your opinions about it? Um, would you promote it? Do you think it's not good? I mean, what's your opinions about uh, it? My honest opinion is that um, 
no, I wouldn't promote it. Like, I'm not here to encourage anybody to do anything I'm not well-informed on myself. I do feel like mm. we want to get this uh, pandemic under control. That's for sure. Like, And I feel like whatever we can do to get it under control, like, let's do it. But I understand people who are wary of vaccines. Like, I didn't really want to take it myself. I did, though. I We, we took the first dose. Don't put me into this shit. Did you not? Nah. Okay, so you're lying. So yeah, I, we, I, no, I didn't take the vaccine. Like, why are you doing this? No, I'm playing. I took the, the uh, we took the Pfizer vaccine. Yeah, correct? we took the Pfizer vaccine. We have our second dose at the beginning of May, but even now, after taking it, I feel like I made that decision because for me, I haven't been home to New York since 2019. So that's been very difficult mentally for me. Like, the I don't think. It's even easy to describe like what that feels like when you haven't been home for so long and you haven't seen the people that you love. Like that's the place I've been my most of my life. And so I make it a point to try to get up there fairly often. So to be removed from your parents and your siblings and your niece and, you know, your friends, your closest friends. And, you know, that that's been hard. So for me, when it came down to it, I'm just like, I just want to like end this at this point like I just I'm ready to go home I'm ready to see my people I'm ready to like live my life because we've been living kind of just like in seclusion for so long so that's what kind of informed my decision on just moving forward with it but on the flip side of that like that was it like that was that was why I made that decision like I'm still like concerned um not like because I think anything's wrong with the Pfizer vaccine or anything like that but it's just like there it came about so quickly and it's like you don't have enough time to do research there's not as much research out there because it was just developed and now you see what's happening with the johnson and johnson vaccine question for you if you didn't work on a task force with your job and all that stuff do you think how do you think your views would be i feel like i would be more anti-vaccine for sure Mm. because i feel like you know working in a corporate environment. You like, work for Apple, right? No. I'm not going <laughs> to say the name of my employer. Um, but, which I'm sure it's easy to find anyway. But um, I feel like when you work in a corporate environment, like, of course, like, they they want what's best for employees. Like, they still have to, a bottom line to hit. They want what's best for their bottom line. That's what they want. Yeah, and no, and their employees. Like, I, I feel like the place I work for, like, I've seen that, like, firsthand. I feel like there's actual care for like employees health like there's a lot of companies that people are back to work they've been in the office they've been in the office for a minute now now you got mr advocate here the devil is advocate himself company x that you work for cares about people yeah so if they care about people that much why don't they just be like hey you know Depending on who you are, I mean, if it's up to you, you can you can work from home. If you want to get the, if you want to get the vaccine, it's up to you. Um, we highly recommend it. It's not mandatory. Again, I'm not, I don't know what's going on with your job, but I'm just speaking what I would say. Um, so yeah, if they care about just the people, well, so well, I'll say this: like nothing is mandatory. That's number one. But second, I think when you're running any kind of business, you still have to have systems in place and i just don't think a lot of companies are there yet to make those decisions you know what i mean like i think bigger company like a google could just say like yeah work from home indefinitely like you know but the average company fortune 500 or not is just like we have to get through this thing to see like where the chips fall you know to see you know new ways of working because let me ask you a question babe i'll say i was thinking about this today and i'll let you ask your question but i've been living away from home for almost six years and it never really dawned on me like let me get a zoom call going with my family or let me do these things like these things didn't really come about until we were forced into the situation like you can't see anybody like Mm -hmm. this is your only option so i feel like people are really learning like to take advantage of things that are already like existent to say like hey this is a new form of communicating with people you know so yeah Sorry, you had a question. Um, 
it, I forget. I think I was just going to ask. Um, I know you have a pretty you work for a pretty big company. Um, are the other offices around the world open for like in person, or have they not? Because I know the vaccine is different all over the world. So. Well, I was no. So my company's headquartered here in Atlanta. So no. Um, our our headquarters would probably Coca-Cola. champion. No, not Coca Cola. <laughs> our company and. That's another thing. I feel like a lot of the major companies in the metro area are, and I don't want to get too into this, but like they're kind of trying to fall in line with each other and kind of keep up with what everybody else is doing, you know, kind of not um, to break away too much from like what, what everybody else is doing. But what was your question? Nothing. Damn, no. What was your question? The world people. No, no, no. Don't. Don't. Uh. I wasn't finished. I didn't put it in there. <sighs> Nigga, I didn't put it in there. Okay. Yo, I'm he sick of your my, attitude, First of fam. all, no, he took my white Fam, because you always take the lid off, and that means you're done. What are you talking about? I know, about? I took it off at the beginning this time. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah, I'm sick of your attitude, fam. I don't have an attitude. Yes, you do, bro. I was alarmed. You're a black woman. I am a black woman. Yeah, you always got attitudes. Wow. That's why. You hear that, black woman? That's listening? why us black men don't like you guys. Listen, I'm just joking, guys. I have a beautiful black woman, and I'm happy. Um, anywho, um, no. The answer is no. Um, the vaccine situation across the world seems to be, like, all over the place. That's why I said, like, today, like, you asked me, like, where are we today from a year ago? Like, I don't know. I'm happy that there's a vaccine and some people are getting it. But even with the amount of people that I know plenty of people who have had the vaccine already, more people than not. There's nothing definitive, like, oh, yeah, by November, we're good to go. Like, I don't get no sense of that, still. All right. I would just say this, man, you know, to make shit easier, everybody should, if you don't want to get a vaccine, cool. Hey, God bless you, right? But if I ran this country, I would be like, listen, that's cool and all, but in order for you to fly, you have to have show that you have a vaccine. In order for you to want to lead a country, you got to say you have to have a vaccine. In order for you to enter certain establishments, you got to have a vaccine card. And people can be like, well, it's Big Brother, and they're watch- they always watch us. They always know, they know everything we do regardless. Stop with the conspiracy shit. You're not that special to where the government wants to just focus on you. Not talking to you, Amber. I'm talking to oh, every yeah, person out there in the USA. Stop thinking the government's going to just do something and just track you. You're not El Chapo, bro. You're not. Like, you're not like that person. So no, that bothers you. me. You know what I'm saying? But that, that's all I want to say. But, um... Yeah, man, get the vaccine. I would say get it as, you know, it, it just get the fucking vaccine, bro. If, I don't, uh, I, I'm it, like, if you don't want to get it, cool, but don't talk about people getting it. That's where I am. I'm not going to encourage it one way or the other. I'm not want. an advocate. Like, I'm not sitting here like, yeah, like, it's the best thing. Because I, I don't it. know. I, I got, got it. it, though. I got it. And that's all I can whole, say. Everybody I, can... I know got it. Yeah. And it's not like I'm following niggas, but if my whole family, my mom gets it, she's had health issues at times. You have asthma, right? Mm-hmm. Dallas got asthma. You know, her mom's got... Everybody has got like a vaccine, you know what I'm saying, that I know that is close to me in some way. So me being... I don't have a reason to not get the vaccine. You know what I'm saying? Me not getting the vaccine with me just being an asshole. Like, oh, fuck it. I want to be anti. You know what I'm saying? So if it turns out I turn into a fucking three-eyed monster, then I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. Um... But yeah, I'm not going to say do this or do that. It's up to you. But just deal with the consequences either way. That's all I got to say about it. Um, Earth, Wind, and Fire versus. Mm. You're still with us? I know it's our first time doing this in a while. Are you still here? No, I like that you're leading the charge. I think it's good. It's different. Uh, I know. I'm, and yeah, I carry the, carry the weight today. Nah, I switch it up. Nah, fuck that. I'm tired. Um... Earth, Wind, and Fire versus... It was a dream come true for, I guess, for me, for First you. First of all, Earth, Wind, and Fire versus Isley Brothers. Like, this is not one group. Yes. Yeah, okay. Isley Brothers smoked them. This was so good. And I thought... I'm sorry, go ahead. It was so good. Um, I was excited, but I was more excited because my mom watched it. And I only know this music because my mother raised me on this music. So, I mean... She was getting her life. We were getting our life. It was quite long. I'm not gonna lie, way Close. long. Um, but it was it was so much fun, and it was on Easter Sunday. It was just a vibe. If you didn't get that verses, and like if you were like, ah, oh, this is what 
didn't I can't I don't fuck with you like we're on two different levels like it's like better there was like seldom a song that I didn't know I knew all them shits that's what I'm saying so it's just like I feel like it's just part of our culture it was amazing just to see these men be able to sing how they sing they sounded so good I was talking to my mom about it and they sounded like the records like they were just killing it it was so good that showed you the levels there is in music bro Oh, for sure. Just because you're out and you got a hot record or a hot album and you've been, you know, platinum for a few years, this there's levels to this shit. Listen, bro. you're talking about songwriting. You're mm. talking about melodies. You're talking about Electric instrumentation. Guitar. Like, give me a break. Like, Vibes. they listen. Ozzy Brothers, though. Like, we know what Earthman the Fire is. They give you them, like, solid, like, records. But, like, Earthman or uh, Ozzy Brothers, man, they, like, they went from, like, era to era, bro. No, and they still, literally like, have this day, been still around since music. 1959. Do you hear me? Ron Isley probably got so much pussy in his day, bro. Like, he has had to. Like, honestly, like, just look at that nigga, bro. And the way, if you can sing and then your brother plays a guitar, like, come on, bro. I already know their whole little game. I know what they were doing, man. My brother was bullshitting. He bullshitted me. My brother cost me a lot in my life, man. Why? How? Because he, you know, he, he fumbled the bag for me. How did he fumble the bag? I'm like, bro, like, we, there's, there's, I mean, we're about to go over there. Let's do this. And You're like, a liar. That's never happened. Was like, I was like 14. He was seven. So <laughs> I think mean, that's probably why it didn't work out. <laughs> I was like, oh, my brother, he about to play the guitar. I think he'll be over there stuttering and shit. But, um. Man, listen. They did such a phenomenal job. Um, Earthman and Fire, though, is. They held their own. What do you mean they held their own? They're Earth, Wind, and Fire. Like, we're not going to downplay one group or the other. They both killed it. Earth, Wind, and Fire. I put this on Twitter. They are Afro, Afrofuturism. They just give Ooh, you... Your Solange? Like, honestly. Yeah, like, like they give vibe. you that vibe. Like, like, they sounds. were, like, beyond their, like... It was just, like, some neck shit with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, the melodies, the sounds, the instrumentation. Again, it was, like... Look, he broke out the That's Hennessy. all that's left. You can have it. You sure? Yes. You want to smoke some reefer? Oh, my goodness. You're lit. I'm not lit. It's Wednesday. Oh, speaking about smoking reefer, weed right. is becoming legal damn near everywhere. Do you think it's going to... Sorry to cut, but I didn't want to um, forget this point. We'll get back to the Isley Brothers and Earth, Wind, and Fire. But do you think weed will become legal here? Probably in about... I'd say about four or five years, yeah. It's a it's a ways. Because uh, they already got uh, marijuana is already medical marijuana is on is legal here already, but only in liquid form. So like, mm. so where do you get it? Honestly, um, you got to get like a prescript prescription. There's only like a couple of spots that provide it. They don't right. sell it nowhere, so it's kind of like a, a catch twenty two type shit. I'm surprised Virginia did it. Um, me too. And being in Commonwealth too, like I'm really surprised by that. Just make it legal, bro. Like not to get off topic by the whole versus shit, but like make weed legal. Whether you make it legal or not, niggas is still gonna smoke the same amount 100%. of weed. Because the argument against is like, well, if we if we allow weed to be legal, then people will be inebriated and they'll get will be more accidents and this That's and this not and true. this and people this. People can drink and drive Damn. and they do and it's wrong and it, it, it's You're the not, same case. Me being able to smoke weed whenever I want just because it's legal is not going to make me want to do it more, bro. Like, it's probably going to make me do it less. Honestly, like, if I have access to shit, shit that, if, I, if, if alcohol was illegal, Oh, you'd want it way more. I would want to get it way more, bro. There's a reason why niggas want white henny. It's okay. <laughs> it's not the best shit in the world, no, but it's okay. No, white is actually pretty great. It's, fam. If they sold white henny here, it'd be just like it's they have so that black much henny. It's It is. Black henny's good, too. It is. That's right. true. Nobody drinks it. Nobody drinks that shit. It's just that it comes from fucking Jamaica. And niggas be like, yeah, see, I went to the Caribbean. I got bottles. Like, that's what niggas do, right? They get they buy six bottles of white henny. Just to show that they went on a vacation. There you go, social right? media. Okay. Um, but no, it's if somebody if it's being withheld from you, you want it more. Whenever you can get access to it, I mean, all right, I'll just smoke a joint. Like you know what I'm saying? That's so. 
I just think we're in that the South. You see, they changed that voting law, which I want to protest, but I really don't know the depths of it. So I just act like I it's fucked up. I, I really don't know if I'm being transparent. Um, I know I heard about giving niggas water bottles in line. Pretty much a bunch of it's bullshit. It's a lot of discriminatory, it is. like it underlying discrimination. Well, give me your overview. Tell me the details of it. No, I don't have an overview to give you. No, you, 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 you did. said it. Come on, <laughs> you tried to just shit. Come on, tell me no, more. No, I did it. But tell me more though. No, I have nothing. Okay, to cool. Say. But you know a little more than me though, right? You know more than me, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's sick, huh? Um, Amber always act like she know way more shit. She's like, oh, no, yeah. I don't. Bro, she know you as much as me. I didn't say anything. She, all right, all right. That's so this is up for a test, though. Honestly, I'm not trying to shit on you. Tell me, just tell me three things about the voting law that you know about. <laughs> tell me three things. I want to know three things you know about it. I'm all being with it. Okay. Um, <laughs> They won't let niggas hand out water bottles. Facts. <laughs> And that's it. That's it. Got you. So as you can see, you know, we're fake woke. Um, no, I'm, nah, I'm, we're not. I've we're not fake woke. That voting law, whatever. Um, but back to versus, man. Um, it was a great time. I I love old school. I was telling everybody the other day, like, just the percentage of music that I listen to on a day to day basis. I would say thirty five percent of it is like old school music, and the other thirty percent is like R and B, and then the rest is maybe rap. Um, but I drive a lot, so I'm always in the car. So I like listening to shit that just vibes me out. You know what I'm saying? And old school shit is like, I like that shit, that pimping shit, bro. I just like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I get my musical, my love for music, both from my mom and my dad, but definitely from my mom. Like, she just loves music so much. And so I was just happy to see her enjoy that. Your dad would have liked it? Yeah. 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 He, he but does. my mom is more like an R&B, like, fan. My dad is more... I guess he would have, because he's a 70s person. Like, he's more 70s. My mom is, like, 70s, 80s. Interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> Would your dad have liked it? Yeah, yeah, my dad. I feel like I wish, like, we could have, like, been there with them. You know what I'm saying? Maybe when we go up, we can, like, throw it on, like, kind of, like, midway, though, when it gets really good. Yeah, we got to go to the luxury box, and we're going to play the old school shit. I can't wait. I will, hey. Newsflash, breaking news, right? I'm we will be in uh P- Pittsburgh area. I'm I'm telling y'all now, right? June third through June sixth. All right, I'll be there for three days. Are we on eight oh eight? PGH. Merck, I'll be there. Hey, Merck, get to get to get it ready. All right, I know you see you doing it. You know, free bottles of nineteen forty two on you, Merck. That's all I'm saying, man. Um, no, I'm playing. Um, but no, yeah, we'll be home. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire versus was popping. Um, what else are we talking about? I don't have a list in front of me. Oh, you got bad. the list. I'm the list person. It's just kind of been free flowing. Um, Snowfall's coming on tonight. Listen. Oh, shoot. Is it? Yeah, it's, you do this every Wednesday, man. We do this every Wednesday. So, okay, this is a good thing to discuss then. And actually, we didn't really have much else to talk about. Um, we can save some of this for the next episode, but we'll be back next week. I promise you. No matter what, I'm we're record, I promise you. You promise? I promise. We're recording promise. next week. I promise. We're recording next week. Hmm. Interesting. If I gotta do it by myself, I'm doing it. That'll be nuts. What you mean? I can do it by myself. Can I'll, you? I pro- definitely could. I want to see you do like a thirty-minute podcast by yourself. Fam, I talk to myself all the time, bro. You see, you 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 see how I act, bro. Like you know, I could talk. Like you know, I could do it. It may not get. It may you know. He may flag it or something. But no, I, I, like, but see, people see me one way, but they don't understand my mind, bro. You ever seen like one of them like clocks? They show the inside of a clock and it has all the, the oh, spinning no, wheels. I, my brain is like that on oh, fucking my, stories. My brain is like that too. I'm always in my own mind. Yeah. Um, but I was gonna say about Snowfall, get it's it's been getting better and better every episode. But I think because I binge watched it, it hits a little different waiting for it every week, and I don't get super excited every week to watch it. I'm not gonna lie. Well, that's a fair point because you know we did binge watch it. Most of the shows that we all have watched have been binge watch shows, right? With this, though, the first few episodes of this season, I was like, ah, this don't feel right. Because I'm like, I'm used to binge watching it. But each episode has gotten better and better. No, this is a fact. And, and I'm excited tonight. I, I'm not saying I'm like, oh, I can't wait till next week. Because with every show I say that. I felt that, like that for the first time last week. Right. I was like, oh, my God, it's ended and already. Then, Usually I'm yeah. like half falling asleep. So this is the lot. second to last episode of the next week's the season finale. So with 
a show like Snowfall, when it goes to the final credits of that episode, you're like, damn, I want to watch more. But then by the next day, I don't be like, fuck, I can't wait till next Wednesday. It's more yeah. like out of sight, out of mind. But then yeah. I know it's Wednesday, so now I'm like, oh, shit. I'm always like, oh, shit, Snowfall comes on tonight. That's how I am with it. I so, remembered yesterday, and then I don't know what happened Right, tonight. right. So um, it's not like Game of Thrones, fam, where I was like, nah. I was oh, con- it's, it's Tuesday? All right, four more days. But you know what it is? I think almost Game of Thrones ruined that feeling the for The TV me. effect. Yeah, yeah. because... It didn't end the way I thought it was going to end. So now, once I see a show starting to go a certain way, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not going to get hyped up over it because it's going to disappoint me. So how do you way. feel about what's going on? Like, give me, give me okay, your rundown. Okay, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. We spoiled the shit. Okay. Um, so, I hate Franklin Why so you much. hate Franklin? Because I feel like... Cheers to you. Cheers. Hey, I got dreadlocks now, y'all. Oh, I know, yeah. that's not, so, you know, you know, I got starter locks. That's you know, they exciting. told me not to. Who told you not to? No. Actually, Malika said I better not. Why? I remember when she we were talking on Zoom and she was like, oh, you got, you, I know you better not be growing no dreads or nothing. She's like, uh-uh. I said, what you mean? And she was like, I was like, nah, fuck out of here. Like, I felt like bad. Like, damn. Then I was like, you know what? I'm going to spite you one day. So actually, I'm going to tell her. She probably forgets, but I'm going to call her one, one She's going to be like, she didn't say that. She did say that because she said, because my hair was out. And um, we were like on a, a Zoom with like three of us. But I think and, it looked like. Like what? Watch uh, your watch your tone. What? what like what? Like what? I don't know. I don't anyway, know. but yeah, man. So um, but anyway, um, fuck. What were we saying? Franklin. Snowfall. Yeah. Franklin. So Franklin. So what is it about Franklin that has been? You said you don't like. Um. Okay. So let's be real here. Franklin's always been a criminal, so I'm not gonna act like he just became a criminal all of a sudden. But he, there was something more likable about him. The previous seasons like oh yeah like he really out here getting money oh, okay like he's really coming up but now it's just like he doesn't even care about anything which is you know he's a drug dealer that's what it is you know in the words <laughs> the of drug future don't care about people i mean what did future say it don't fuck with my conscience i serve my auntie that role and you know i feel like that's the type of time franklin's on he doesn't care about his people he doesn't care that it's ruining the community he's like oh, so what yeah. do you do what would you do if you're franklin since Franklin doesn't care about people, you saw what he, where he started at, how he got money. Do you th- honestly think you, Amber, Amber Sink, would be like, all right, hey, I'm making all this money now. I'm done. I mean... Let me just stop. Like, you know... No, I don't. But I feel like shitting on your people on purpose is a little much. Like, what he did to that couple um where he was like oh yeah i'm gonna save your place and then like he just basically like kicked their asses out and they knew him all his life he's just doing shit that i just feel like it's like you're being grimy like that's the where he's at now where i'm like i don't like it like if you're gonna be a drug dealer it is what it is like that's fine whatever i know you know i mean please we already know what type of time people be on with that you gotta say you know drug dealers i yeah that that (laughs) sounds so stupid because i know drug dealers yeah you sound like a fucking a, a <laughs> narc, girl. <laughs> I know drug dealers. You know, I know some drug dealers. <laughs> That's funny as shit. Um, nah, but I feel like <laughs> he doesn't have a code. There you go. I feel like his code is withering away. I feel like with Franklin, I feel like... And who said that to him, actually? Fuck. I feel like maybe Manboy or something. Like, he, he's not sticking oh, to yeah, his Oh, yeah, Manboy gun. said it to him whenever he was like... I know you used to, or Franklin, this, he had a principle, no matter yes. what, but he's like... He don't have that no more. That was the perfect, that was the perfect way to say I don't it. agree with that, because that's his best friend, bro. I'm not going to rap, I'm not going to kill my no, best no, friend. No, 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 I don't mean in that specific situation, but I'm just quoting him in a different instance. Like, I don't agree with what he was saying in that situation, but I feel overall, it's true, it carries true. Like, Franklin's principles are just not there and I feel like Mm-mm. I feel like his dad was dead wrong. I was talking to my mom about this and Shout out to your mom for watching every show on TV. <laughs> yeah, she's a TV connoisseur for sure. She she'll watch anything that's entertaining. How she feel about Alton? She likes Alton. I knew she would like Alton. I'm like, uh, you got to call your mom. It's that Panther, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, she likes it. That's her vibe. The, the, the back in the day. You know what I'm saying? So, all right, so all right, sorry. Now no, now you got me here. So your mom, she like she that was like her kind of like, that's the kind of guy she was into, like Panthers, like the the activist type of the people. Well, look at my dad. Oh, he did bag, yeah. Um, okay, 
So before you get on that kick, though, about talking about Alton, and I, I wanted to speak one a little bit about Franklin. I think the thing with Franklin and the great part about this show and him as a character is that we fell in love with him. You know, you, he has charisma and all that. But you're starting to see him crack. And everybody that I've ever known that's been in the game from high level to low level. So you're saying, you know, drug dealers, too? Um, Yeah, can I buy three drugs? <laughs> no, but... uh. <laughs> Everybody knows sell drugs at some point. Same. I everybody, mean, every, males, no, literally males. everybody I know, like everybody I know. So, yeah. um, but it's showing you that everybody has flaws again. So like he's like struggling, yeah. and as much as he's trying to like put up a brave front because he's the he's the head of the snake, everybody around him is starting to see he's starting to crumble a little bit. So, like he said last week, which is a good thing he said, he was just like, "Hey, why everybody sitting here talking about?" Do you, yourself and all this shit, I'm sitting here fucked up. You're not going to jail. I'm the one that's going to go down for this shit. Mm-hmm. So it'd be nice if you consider, A, because A, say what you want about him. I put tons of money in all y'all's pockets. You didn't have to fuck with me. And that's my whole thing. You know that's what I'm why, saying? Like, like niggas kill me his... when they do that shit. But that's real life because I, I, niggas do that in real life, though. Yeah. You know I, what and I'm that's saying? what I like about, I mean, it is based on real life. And I do feel like it just shows the rawness and like how people move. Um, I hope Louis okay. I love Louis and Jerome. <laughs> I just I love them so much. And um, oh, that shit tastes like I poisoned him, nigga. Ugh. That tastes strong as hell. Really? Like stronger than normal. Is that a strong? Oh batch? man, that shit made me sweating. Um, but yeah, no, uh, no, Louis, man. Like I told you, I, I predicted that was gonna happen. I don't think she's gonna die, but I think. What it's gonna do? It's gonna send uh, Jerome down into a, t- a tailspin. That's his baby. It is. He's gonna do some wild, crazy shit. It's gonna get some shit. He's gonna go out and get shot up or something. I don't want him to go. I love Jerome. Yeah. I feel that's unk. But let's not get off cue about our analysis. Um, Alton's a bitch first and foremost. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't understand. Of all the things you could have done, you could have just left and been like, hey, "I'm, I'm not. This. I can't do this. I can't associate myself. I love you, son, but you're killing our people, and I'm not with it." And what do you? Why, get, what do you gain you, from it? Nothing. Though? It's stupid. You're talking to this little reporter bitch who's like, "Oh, I'll keep you safe. How are you going to give me immunity, fam? Like, who are you, you're bro? A reporter. You're literally like not." Law enforcement. This nigga or, Dan Levitar tell me y'all gonna give me immunity because he's a fucking gonna write a story about me. Like that shit. That shit was crazy. And the fact that he believed that shit, I'm like, bro, whatever. I don't understand that. I, you know, I hate when stories feel like they don't make sense. Even though nah. I know people make bad decisions, so that is more real life than it isn't. But it's just so annoying. Like, why would you do that? Why would you speak to some stranger about anything that's going bro, on with your family? Period. Period. She's coming to you with hearsay. And you're just going to, like, corroborate Yeah, I'm tired of this shit. Bro, go back to your shelter. Your son's helping you get your shit together. Now you want to go to Cuba. He ain't going to make it to Cuba. He's going to make it to a fucking liquor store. I guarantee you he relapses. I guarantee you he about to relapse. I, I don't know. And he's going to overdose and die. I guarantee you. It's Probably. bad. That's bad. Damn. That's bad. Come on, bet. $5. $5. Five Usher bucks. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't even. Um, yes, yeah, so... Leon, everybody else. Give me your predictions. So let's just cut this. All right. Uh, prediction. All right. Predictions. What's going to happen? First of all, I'm sick of Leon. He got to go. Like, there, he doesn't do anything. He's, he's just a, a liability. He's the, he's the little friend that I always know. does some dumb I shit. I know. He's a liability. But whatever. I feel like Louie's going to make it. Um, and it's going to change her whole perspective. And Jerome is going to be out. Like, I don't know. I feel like somehow they're going to phase him out. Um, Jerome dies. Louis moves back to Arkansas. No. Yes. Jerome dies and Louis becomes deeper in the game. No, she moved back to Arkansas, bro. And it keeps she, it running. Yes. Mm. See, and people don't know uh, this. Yeah, gang, the gang banging in Little Rock, especially on HBO, was the first time America got to see Bloods and Crips in this in the country, and it was based in Little Rock, Arkansas, in the early nineties. Where they show where they went to in Little Rock, and they brought all that coke out there and to make it into crack. They didn't do that for no reason, bro. They didn't just show that scene, like you know what I'm saying, like it meant something. So I think, in my opinion, that's going to play a role in something. That's just mm, my opinion. That's a good prediction. Um, See, I didn't have that background. Yeah, I mean, because they, they kept even making mentions. They're like, listen, this shit, even Jerome like this shit is going to fuck this place up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it's kind of like it might that be was a spinoff. That'd be a sick spinoff. I mean, it might because you never hear those stories. You hear about New York. 
in Cali, but you never hear about like a place like Arkansas. Let me ask you this. The one thing was snowfall, right? We watched it from the first season to this season. In the intro, when they show the snowfall sign, it always expands more and more. Remember, like at first it was like the city of Compton, I think it was, mm-hmm. but then as it as it went on through the season, it started seeing like smoke and fire, yeah. and as as the show started to, or the city started to deteriorate from drugs. And every every season, that snowfall logo does something. It's I haven't been paying attention this right. Season. So this season, I'm trying to follow what it is because it's it it's it's I don't know what it is. Mm. So, um, and that's usually like a good. Um, sign of what's to come. So, mm. um, I'm excited now. You got yeah, yeah. So, but I think that's gonna happen. I think so. My prediction is this: um, Jerome does no. want some dumb shit. I think Jerome's gonna go down in the blaze of glory, which is um, crazy because he's like he's, you know, yeah. but he's enraged. I yeah, get he's it. enraged. Um, Louis like, you know what? I gotta get out of town, and Frank's gonna be like, "You gonna have to do what you gotta do, Louis." And then she gonna go to Arkansas. On TV. Franklin's going to get caught up with um Reed. He's Reed's so going to read. See, when he said that to Franklin last episode about don't trust nobody, yeah. that was a sign. He's talking about himself pretty much. Franklin, Reed's going to do you in. Damn. So, and then the feds are going to do Reed in because they're going to make it seem like none of this shit ever happened and that Reed was uh, uh, a wild card doing shit by himself. Probably. That's how they do. That's how the government does it. All right. Man. Well, you've probably predicted the whole show. Um. Yeah, man. And then, then Franklin wakes up. And it was all a dream. Okay. On that. I note. do that every time. Um. Last, lastly, um. Any updates? News? No. Got it. Talk I'm to you guys you. next week, man. Um. You know this is. We're glad to be back. I'm glad to be back. Amran. No, no. Naya. I'm definitely... No, no, no. I'm happy to be recording. But no, we're being I, real with y'all. Like, we can sit up here and be like, oh, this is... No, nah, like, we're being, like, real. Like, we got li- real life shit going on. We know y'all want to hear us talk. We know y'all ain't got shit else to do. You're tired of hearing all these other podcasts. You're tired of hearing... Listening to the same albums over and over again. You want to hear us talk. Those that fuck with us. So, we're going to be as often as possible... I'm trying to make a commitment to come back every week. You I'm, gotta I, try I have, it this time, cause you know I'm always with it. First off, no, I'll be the one. Let's get it. Yeah, but yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, Just, yeah. If you drive it, I'm. I'm, like, I'm not doing this every episode. Uh, Are you crazy? No, that's what are you talking about, Amber? This is part of the the. No, the no, stick. drive getting to the. Oh yeah, I'm on. Listen, baby, I'm always driving. I'm gonna get us there. Now, as far as leading, you did a great you, job. But as far as you be making it on time is what we're gonna have to work on, cause I'm gonna always get us there, baby. I think it's time to go. It is 9.58? It is. Holy shit. All right, we got to go. Snowfall's about to come on in two minutes. I love y'all. Peace. Peace out, y'all. One.